of Internet Wonderland. I hope my voice finds you well. Welcome back to my home. This is Cheshire's Place. As always, I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. You can always find me in my small little corner of Internet Wonderland by clicking a like on the Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, A Looking Glass and Logical Madness. You can listen to this episode and all other content on anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and many other platforms. And if you ever feel like dropping a line saying hi or giving any thoughts or suggestions for upcoming episodes, feel free to email me at cheshirelookingglass at gmail.com or you can follow me on Twitter at Place Cheshire. Hold on one second. <clears throat> Had to clear my throat again because, well, it is extremely cold up here in the frozen north. Not Canada, you know. Canada's more our hat at this point. But, you know, the tundra. You know, sometimes the ninth circle of hell, depending on how you view things. But it is cold. It messes with the throat a little bit. So, welcome back to the journey across the digital airwaves. 
as we veer down that wonderful rabbit hole. But yet, we're going to take a small little uh, off-ramp going into the world of geek. Now, it's been a while since we've had a geeking around the table episode. And I think it's time we do it again. Now, granted, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get some of the OGs on the show. So, to Baby Alley, to Spoinkle Bob, and even to the professor of all things Pokemon, Pokemat. Hopefully, we can get y'all on next time. But I do have one familiar face and one new face for this time around for Geeking Around the Table. So, introductions. First one is first. He is my best friend. He is my co-host. He is my hetero life mate. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey. How's it going, brother? Oh, you mean me? Oh, yeah. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Already. First laugh of the night. Had to do it. Had to do it. Thanks for having me again. Hey, as I said, you make this, you make the Thursday episodes fun. I try. I try. Now, our special guest is new to geeking around the table, but this is her second time on the podcast. You may remember her from our Young Love episode alongside her wonderful husband, Mr. J. So, a warm internet wonderland welcome back to Mrs. J. How's it going tonight? Good. Thanks for having me again. Now, seeing how you're flying solo, it is time for you to have your official podcast name. And seeing how you like the color green, because you wear oh, it no. you wear it more than Oscar the Grouch, honestly. I think your new podcast name is going to be Mrs. Pistachio. Oh, I like that. I like that. Pistachios. <laughs> so, the, 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 the green thing. Yeah, that's it. Pistachios. <laughs> so we're going to go with Mrs. Pistachio, also due to the fact that, you know, I was going to go with Mrs. Green from Clue. Actually, it was Mr. Green from Clue. Mr. Green from Clue. Mrs. Green is the green M&M. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So we're going to go with Mrs. Pistachio. So officially, now, welcome to Internet Wonderland, Mrs. Pistachio. Perfect. Thank you. I will refer to you as <coughs> Smashio. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be talking about some different things that are geeky. We're going to be doing a small little movie challenge movie review because, let me explain. Now, for those who have been longtime listeners of the show, everyone will remember that after every geeking around the table, we would produce a movie challenge to Baby Alley, to Splinkle Bob, and even Pokemat began getting into the fun. Well, he tried to, but then he just kind of petered off and... Yeah, yeah. So, after the Young Love episode, I presented a movie challenge to Mrs. Pistachio. And you know what? We need to give your husband. We do. You know what? I think I got it. He likes cashews. He could be like Mr. Cashew. Cashew? We can go with cashew, yeah. Cashew (laughs) tenopia? We can go with Mr. Cashew, yeah. That works. Pistachio and Cosmachio. Gotcha. We'll just have to call them the nutty couple from here on out whenever they're so together. True. We'll go. So yeah. We might be careful with that because they might end up getting, like, you know, really just 
devoid it down to like you know vulgar and and, and, and cash. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So this is my memory and my thought processing. You know, it's it's just going to go very weird, right? So I presented a movie challenge to them, and it wasn't one movie, yes, but two, two, and it's. We'll explain what the movie was after a couple of additional segments here. Because for most old school trash movie aficionados, you will know this movie. <laughs> for those who have heard its name, it, sh- it just sends dread across our spines. Because of how horrendous <laughs> this movie is. And the sequel is not any better. Oh, God, yes. Yes. I I put myself through both of those movies out of sheer curiosity and it shaved about 50 years of my life off per movie. (laughs) It's amazing that I'm still alive right now. So, well, according to, you know, science, the amount of bacon I eat, I should have died like 2,000 years ago. But (laughs) yeah, we digress. We digress. So, first and foremost, let's get into a little bit of monkey coconut. News. Here we go. Welcome. Welcome to Monkey Coconut News. I'll be your host, Monkey. Well, we're going to start off with a couple quick things here. And um, yeah, it's going to be probably a little bit of a trigger warning for the first thing, which, uh, as many of you have heard, uh, apparently. Uh, the Ukraine is now on fire from from Russia, so um, a lot of people have heard about that. Um, political thought processes away aside, whatnot. Uh, we're not going to touch on it too much. Just saying, yeah, we we all know it's it's happening. So hopefully we don't get dragged into a potential World War Three because of this. But so that's the first bit of news. Uh, second bit of news, another little bit of sadness in in the news. Which is, uh, I believe it was yesterday, it was reported that the uh, comedian, magician, the amazing Jonathan passed away. Now, uh, a lot of you younger kids probably have never heard of this guy, but uh, he probably wouldn't be considered too PC to today's standards. But he was a very interesting, hilarious comic, and um, I would definitely recommend checking out things from him if you get a chance. Because uh, I feel he kind of influenced me a lot in, in my, my thoughts of humor and whatnot. And plus, he was kind of a quote-unquote magician, so it was kind of fun. He actually had some very good actual magic stage shows. Yes, uh, in- including uh, his uh, his his famous lines of uh, him drinking something kind of blue. He says he, it's, it's Windex. It prevents him from streaking. So, <laughs> um, And then, of course, he did his little uh, segment with the uh, the little tiger puppet thingies and said that they were sick for Roy's white tigers, and one of them didn't work right, so he just kept going... <laughs> with it so it was great um uh, another little bit of kind of sad news uh uh i don't know how many of you guys actually follow the hollow live youtuber uh stuff that's going on but uh apparently recently uh Ruchia has her contract has been terminated from hollow live uh the news i've gotten out of it was that i know a while back apparently she either she let slip or Someone let slip on her stuff that she had a boyfriend or fiance or something. And then apparently, I guess, she got a lot of flack from fans. And 
at one point she talked to uh, kind of like a journalist that's very similar to, I guess, Keemstar in the U.S. And uh, apparently uh, he, when he published his thing about their interview, it, he apparently let slip that she told him some things about Hololive that were supposed to be not talked about. And so that is the main reason for her termination and apparently all of her stuff is going to be stripped away from all the Hall Life stuff. So that's kind of a bit of sad news because Rishi is one of the entertaining ones that was still around. Um, kind of sad, kind of, you know, joyful thought process on this next piece of news, which is uh, Cesaro from WWE, uh, formerly known as and real name being uh, Claudio Castagnoli, uh, has his contract with WWE has expired, so he is now technically a free agent. So, um, hoping to see him pop up somewhere. Um, there's not been any actual major wording on what exactly was the reasoning be- behind it, other than that it expired and he was offered an extension and he kind of just said, nah, not gonna do it. So, um, and then last bit of news, kind of a. What were they thinking, I guess you could say. Uh, Apparently with the new Pixar movie Turning Red that's coming out, there was one uh, person who reviewed it and came with the conclusion of that she said it was unapologetically horny. Which is, yeah. (laughs) That that was a lot of people's thought too. Considering it's a children's movie. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So... There has to be a further explanation on why this movie is unapologetically horny. Well, um, the reports I've I've gotten is that it's essentially a well a coming of age story, and I I would assume it has stuff to do with you know girls going through puberty, and that's kind of part of the main thing. And uh, some people are saying maybe she misspoke because it's maybe she meant there was like you know hormonally charged or whatnot but um apparently she just doubled down tripled down on it on her twitter and then apparently it came to a point where she got so much backlash from it that she went private on twitter so oh my god yeah so uh yeah that's the not the uh topic people want to hear when they go to take a kid to a kid's cartoon movie that is unapologetically horny i mean when i i think of sorry i have to go this way because it's also geek related mm-hmm. When I think of movies that are unapologetically horny, Felix the Cat. Well, not even Felix the Cat. I would say more like, uh, you know, uh, Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, <laughs> Pep, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, because, you know, cancel culture tried canceling Pepe Le Pew because of everything he did. Now, within today's standards, seemed like he was very um, forthright. We'll go we'll <laughs> with forthright. A, a little, a little um, <clears throat> o- overstepping, I would say. Sorry, yeah. That's what I say. He didn't understand the words of, uh, you know, the understanding of boundaries. Yeah. You know, trying to, you know, we're not going to go into detail on that because that will veer a completely different way. <laughs> so. Yeah. Wow. Uh, anything else for the news monkey? That, that's the news I have. <laughs> Unapologetically horny. You know what? I have this feeling that someone out there is going to do a turning red shirt with like the logo for the character that turns into the red panda. Mm-hmm. And put unapologetically, unapologetically horny. On Actually, the I got even better. And and if anyone does this design, I, I do want to get you know partial residuals on it. Ten percent. Yeah, even that. That'd be nice. Um, but 
uh, kind of linking two of the articles together, if they did like a uh, Marine from Hollow Live, kind of half transformed into Red Panda saying, "I'm horny." Oh Jesus Christ! Because that's her like big major catchphrase for those who who know and don't know. Oh oh man, yeah. You know what? Actually, I want residuals. Damn it! Right now, honestly, I could see someone actually doing that. Let's see if we can get hold of Nux Taku and see if he can do that. You know, Nux will probably jump on that. Yeah, but he probably won't because you know technically it's Hollow Life stuff too. So yeah, true. And he he doesn't like to mess with the mouse and he's not mouse. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Mrs. Pistachio. Pistachio. Now, we didn't get a real chance to actually discuss more of the geeky side that you, you know, the last time you were here. So what are some of the things that you enjoy that would be geek-eccentric? Um, well, I guess, like, the number one thing that comes to mind is obviously Dungeons & Dragons. Um, Mr. Cashew and I have played that for a while, both individually and when we got together. And um, I like a lot of different video games, so I spend time doing that. Um... And really anything kind of around like D&D, Baldur's Gate, kind of like the older Witcher games really like those. So so classic RPG style right, stuff. Right, yeah. We can definitely support that. Next, you have to try Shadowrun. Shadowrun and uh, Cyberpunk, classic Cyberpunk. On yes. I haven't played the classic one, no. Yeah. Play, pen and paper, Shadowrun is really great. Yeah. If you ever watched the movie Bright with, you know, uh, Will Smith in it. Mm-hmm. That's essentially like a live action right. version of, of Shadowrun. Oh, wow. Because it's okay. kind of, it's it's D&D futuristic D&D, basically is what it is. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So there is one thing geeky that I have to talk to, to talk about, um, mainly movie related. Now, mm-hmm. have y'all seen the trailer for Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. I've seen some of it. There's, there's, there's a huge Jackman's in the trailer. Yep. Well, well huge yak man, but. Wasn't there, um. On the poster, there's a little spoiler of the shield, but it's not Captain America. It's like the British flag. Yep. So, so the, the what if stuff, basically. Yeah, Captain I read Carter. into that a little bit. So there's a lot of things relating to that. Like some, like the Union Jack shield for for Captain Carter is apparently, very yeah. apparent. If you take a look at the poster again, and some people actually pick this out. Some people have seen Deadpool. Mm. Yeah, I did read that in the same article that they're seeing that. Yeah, so a lot of people are trying to pick apart the poster, see what they can find. Now, if you take a look at the trailer, everyone knows that they heard, or sorry, quote-unquote, heard Patrick Stewart's voice, right. which leads us to believe that Patrick Stewart is going to be involved. Hopefully, it's going to be as Professor X. That way, it introduces the Illuminati. But there's a lot of other speculations relating to it. Now, I'm going to give the listeners a small little tidbit of information. Uh-oh. Watch Marvel What If. That's all I'm going to say. Everything relating to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, it is pretty much a sequel, right on sequel, to not only Spider-Man Far From Home, not Far From Home. What was it? Was it Far From Home? Um, no Way Home. No Way Home. And also a direct sequel to Marvel What If. Because you see zombie Wanda Maximoff. You see zombie Doctor Strange. You see a lot of throwbacks to the What If series. But also for us who were comic book aficionados, I mean, Defender Strange actually wearing the old school, like, close to blue. Like, it was before the transition of him becoming the Blue Sage. Right. So that uniform. 
seeing, you know, Strange Supreme, the evil Doctor Strange, quote unquote. You know, there's a lot of interesting stuff with this, and I'm truly excited for this movie. Well, well considering the movie is called the Multiverse of Madness, and what what is the the What If series stuff? That's all multiverse stuffs, right? So it's it's basically you know it obviously writes itself there that it it will be part <clears throat> of the involvement of all that stuff. Now, the one thing I'm going to say, I'm going to be pissed off if in the Multiverse of Madness they do not introduce Party Thor live action. <laughs> Because, honestly, that what-if story was amazing. That was one of the best ones in my mind. So, anything else geek-related that you enjoy? Um, I don't know. There's just kind of tons of stuff. I'll pick something up, and I'm like, okay, I like this. And then I kind of just divulge into my own little wormhole full of everything that that could be. Like making metal models and putting them in the office. Oh, yes, that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So, here we go. Now, <clears throat> before we begin, I apologize for the two movies that I chose for you. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I alluded to, we restarted the movie challenge for this um, episode. And I gave Mrs. Pistachio and Mr. Cashew two movies. These, by far, were some of the worst of the worst that we could find. Even the first one knows no bounds on how horrible it is. It was the very first movie that the first episode of Mystery Science Three, uh, Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand, ever spoofed and ripped apart, even to the point to where the host didn't even want to go back to it. Well, the, the joke obviously was that it, again with Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand was that they were sent these horrible movies to try to break their will and this is what they, they were going to use to break the will of the people of the world so they can take over the world. But And that's when they were like, this is so horrible, we're just going to make fun of it. <laughs> and that's how the Mystery Science Thousand thing was, was going on. So they had, of course they started with that first movie because obviously that was one of the worst movies of all time at that time <laughs> when it came out. Oh god, yes. <clears throat> it's even... Still one of the worst movies in all existence. Though I, I do have to say the uh, Mystery Science Thousand, the movie was pretty good too, though with uh, with the other guy, not Joel. It was Joel was the original one, and yeah. then Mike was the one that they brought in for like the later seasons, and he yeah. was the one in the movie. But they did have the best line in any movie, which was the uh, "Oh, hey, look, check it out. You even have it here. It says uh, Breach Hall, all will die. You even had it underlined." Yep. <laughs> Which eventually we're going to have to talk about the um, later reboot of Mystery Science Theater. Uh, Theater that never happened. It's not real. There we have it. It it's did not, not happen. <laughs> it did not exist. I mean, as much as I like Felicia Day, it didn't happen. Yeah, we're just going to leave that one alone. I couldn't even get through the first three episodes. Yeah. I, yeah. And it was worse whenever they did the gauntlet. That was bad. I mean, that's how we got to see Atlantic Rim. You, you, you can call that whatever you want to call it, but that... that. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was horrible. You know what this reminds me? So, actually, hold on. Oh. Hold on. Because oh, we all have the same movie in mind. And now, Monkey, I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, gods. Could Axel Braun do a better version of this movie? You, you know what? I think it would probably be better if Axel Braun made it. Just like if Axel Braun makes any remake or even live, a live action movie, it's always good. 
I honestly don't think it takes much to make this movie even a little bit well, better. If, if you know who Axel Braun is, you, you'll, you'll, you'll know that anything he's putting out is going to be gold. Oh, yeah. I wonder if Yul Bol could actually make this movie better. <laughs> um, apologies to you. Is that Bol. like Gore Brinsky? <clears throat> oh, Jesus Christ, no. Uh, <laughs> so the movie that we're talking about. Well, Gore, a lot less for Brinsky. Is that what this movie needed? Yeah. Need yeah. more ninjas also. Yeah, yeah. So this movie that we're talking about will ever, forever stay in infamy. We are talking about Monos, Hand of Fate. Or if you speak Spanish, it translates to Hands, Hand of Fate. fate. Yeah, (laughs) which makes no bloody sense, but hey, let's go with it. Now, a couple of years ago, the creators of Monos, Hand of Fate actually decided to make a sequel you know, monkey. If that was actual alcohol, I could see you joking. <laughs> it would be the only thing that can make me think a little bit more clearer about it. So the title of the sequel, after so many years of not even existing, was just "Manos Returns." Now, Mrs. Pistachio, once again, I apologize for putting you through <laughs> those two movies, but. It is time for you to give your movie review of Monos Hand of Fate and Monos Returns. So, it's yours. All right. So, um, I was unfortunately put through these movies. Luckily for Mr. Cashew, he fell asleep about five minutes into every movie or any time we sat down to watch it. So, I don't think he could tell you the first thing about these movies. Um so, yep, it's Manos, The Hands of Fate. It was released in 1966, directed by Harold P. Warren. It's a horror movie, um, obviously from that older time frame. And um, just kind of going over some of the main characters quick, so when I bring them up, you're not too confused. We've got Debbie, who is Mike and Margaret's daughter. We've got Mike, who is obviously Debbie's dad and Margaret's husband. And Margaret, who is Debbie's mom and Mike's wife. So, um... That is a family who is currently going on vacation. They're in their car with their dog, Peppy, um, and they're just getting ready to go. They get pulled over, and then they get kind of lost, and they end up at the door of a guy named Torgo. Um, Very, very kind of a cynical kind of guy, very strange, um, has a little bit of a hobble to his walk. Um, So they, they go there, obviously, Margaret, she's really insistent on i don't want to be here we shouldn't stay and mike's like no we should because you know this is where we're at we might as well that way we're not lost and um just a lot of kind of spooky things going around some weird portraits with this really creepy looking dog um and who torgo says is the master of like the house um and then we kind of go over the same stuff for a little while and later on they find out or our daughter's missing so they're looking for this daughter find this daughter with a creepy dog because peppy as i mentioned earlier the dog is found deceased and so um debbie is going and looking for a new friend she's kind of bored i mean she's just a small child um so eventually everything kind of calms down and then right when you don't think it will it will amp right back up again to some really 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 bad acting um some kind of verbal arguments and then at one point some physical arguments um they find out later on that torgo or in some some um, different things that I've read, like he is the master that he's referring to, so kind of referring to himself the whole time, um, has multiple wives. So he has six wives, 
Um, it's a polygamous cult, pagan cult, um, and they want to sacrifice um, the the small child Debbie because well they have another woman already. They have Margaret, so they want to get rid of Debbie. And some are like keen to the idea. Some are like, no, we don't want to do that. And again, like this is all over just some general interpretation because the acting is just truly terrible. It's hard to know what's going on half of the time. Um, so then they get in this big fight, um, really, really, really bad fighting. Kind of looks like they're all, all the wives are kind of just rolling on the ground. There's some gunshots going off eventually. And then it kind of just ends. You know, there's a cutscene, screen goes black, and you see a vehicle, kind of similar to the beginning, traveling. Um, and it goes to, it cuts to two friends who are traveling, and they arrive again at um, Torgo's house, or what we saw in the beginning was Torgo's house. And Mike, so Margaret, um, husband and Debbie's dad opens the door and says well I am watching the house because this is the master's house and then cut to a little bit later right before the end you actually see Debbie and Margaret um, who are obviously in some kind of like control of Torgo or, or what I would assume to be some kind of manipulation um, so overall that's about all there is to the plot you know there's some crappy fighting some crappy acting they get lost end up at this cult house which it doesn't really go into much detail on like what they're practicing it just is essentially we want to do a sacrifice and we don't want to or we do want to do the little girl more fighting and then they're all stuck at the house um so based on that information you can't imagine how hard it is to sit through an hour and 30 minutes of essentially the same thing over and over and over again um Yep. I, <clears throat> I think we can. It's called alcohol. <laughs> right, but I needed to remember the movie, unfortunately, so I did not get to do that. Um, some of my favorite scenes, well, favorite, only one, was in the beginning, Margaret sings Row, 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 Your Boat, and I just really loved that. I thought it was super cute, and it made me believe the movie was better than it was because the beginning scene was actually quite well put together. Uh, I disliked almost all of it, but especially... The wives fighting. That just was so cringy to watch. They, Like I said, were essentially <laughs> rolling on the ground um, in white gowns, and that was about it. So very stereotypical, like, picture a cult, you know, with one one man and a bunch of women. So Well, it was probably told to them. It was like, you guys need to start having a fight. And they're like, we don't know how to do that. <laughs> right. Like, like, well, just kind of roll around, look like you're hitting each other. And that's what they did. I didn't even think they looked like they were hitting each other. They just kind of grabbed on each shoulders and were like rolling on the ground. Um, so honestly, that's about it to the movie. There's no, there's no like message of the movie. There's no kind of real in-depth conversation about like what the movie really is about. It's kind of just like, here's an idea. We threw it together, make it work and don't give any kind of like foreshadowing anything to anything that's going to happen. Just kind of do it for no reason. Um, and that's kind of what it seemed. It kind of seemed like the movie was aimlessly just going from scene to scene to scene with no real reason. Um, other than, you know, pegging cult. Of course, they're going to try and do a sacrifice. But you'd think that there was more um, of a history there. They didn't show any history, really, of, like, how long Torgo's been there or anything, even in the second movie. Um, and so, so before you review the second movie real quick, we want to do a scoring on this movie. Yes, and I did score both of them. So, what type of scoring did you do? Did you do a 1 to 5? Did you do 1 to 10? I did um you did beef jerky to beats. I did a <laughs> I did 1 out of 5 monos hands. So, <laughs> Okay, that works. That works. <laughs> um 
For the first movie, actually, surprisingly, I did rate it two and a half Mono's hands um, out of five. So that's that's right in the middle, you know? Hand hands. <laughs> no. Yeah. Two and a half hand hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it actually... Is it, is it up and down hand or... or, or or horizontal just vertical. the fingers just the just fingers, fingers. That, oh, okay. yeah so, <laughs> so it was like, a finger <laughs> so it was like 10 fingers and then like two and a thumb right maybe. yeah half a thumb <laughs> maybe you know yeah. <laughs> um, okay like i said like i was surprisingly so and i mean this is to my own era i was so hopeful in the beginning of the movie because that's those scenes very much reminded me of like an older movie like same time frame if you go to like the sound of music very similar like how it's set up kind of the music that's playing well, it's got like that whole open countryside look. Yeah. right it's like, yeah and they're traveling it's like, it's like casablanca almost but not yeah it was just really very not yeah <laughs> it was your bowl before your bowl ever existed we'll do a review on Yule Bowl some other time because we got some movies to rip into anyway so we'll continue yeah, Mrs. Pistachio super misleading and um, obviously like it was very apparent as like soon as seven or so minutes into the movie it was a super low budget and just from my curiosity I kind of like ran through like what other movies were popular this time and what were their budgets and, and all this different things so this movie was created on a $19,000 budget which is crazy because that's not a lot of money to make any kind of production of any kind um which well, in- when it came out that was probably a good decent chunk of money but yeah. right. these days that's probably about the equivalent to maybe like a million two million probably right and yeah. then we get into like the comparison of another popular movie just released two years later was night of the living dead which mm-hmm. everyone is familiar with that movie and that movie was released like i said in 1968 and its budget was 114,000 to 125,000 and it made 30 million box office and i actually couldn't find any information regarding manos's movies and what they made in box office just because i they truly were that terrible if you look up the movie you're going to find a bunch of articles on why it's the worst movie where are these errors at and all that kind of stuff so that's kind of like the conclusion on the first movie is it was bad, wasn't um, as bad as it could have been, I think. I think it could have been worse, and I was definitely hopeful in the beginning. So so before you go into the second movie, now, <clears throat> for the listeners who have never seen Manos Hand of Fate or have never heard of it, you know, for those who may have heard of it but never seen it, I'm going to suggest if you're willing to sit through this monstrosity, through the simple horror of it. Mind you, I'm being facetious at this <laughs> point in time. There's no real horror. If anything, this is one of those head-scratcher movies that will definitely just make you wonder what the hell were they smoking while making this. Because the news relating to the entire movie, there were so many constraints with the actual production. And there was a lot of issues with it. And, like, it was so bad that the cast, like, the majority of the cast hated themselves completely yeah, for this movie. Yeah, I'm like, um, like, Debbie, there was a huge article on how it ruined a childhood actor's career just because she was a part of the film. Yep. So, th- this movie, as I said, is very infamous. It did ruin a lot of careers. So, quick segue. Hold on one second. I actually like that. Now let's have your review. 
Uh, this is a quick sign of FS. Just oh, okay, go just, for it. Just for humor reasonings. Apparently, when you do a Google search for Manos, you get the first result is Manos wine, <laughs> and then the next one is Manos hands of fate. Oh. Yeah. So, so that just tells you before you even watch, but you should probably be drinking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, carry on. <laughs> yeah, that so, was that was a mistake that I made whenever I first watched it, and I should have drank during the second one. I should have really drank during the second <laughs> one. All right, so let's hear the, your review of Monos Returns. So um, Monos Returns put out in 2018, which is 52 years later. That is such a long time to recreate such an awful movie. So like I said, the first one, 1966. This one was 2018. Um, and... They changed the genre this time, and I think it's just because of so much of the backlash on the prior movie. Now they list it in quotations as comedy horror. And so now they're trying to backtrack and say, well, it was, it was a joke, you know, like this is supposed to be like, like, you know, like spoof movies, you know. Well, we definitely know that movie was an absolute joke. <laughs> uh, so to go over some of the characters, you know, we have Torgo again. Um, and in a second, I'll get into some conflict right when you f- first start watching the movie. We have the wives, um, and then we've got four friends going on a trip, um, just like the first one. You know, very, very similar. So, um, kind of going over the plot, very simple, um, very, almost the exact same movie as the first one, just put in a newer time scene, because they will talk about... Um, Different movies that they thought were good, like The Room and things like that in the beginning scene. Because there really wasn't any other indication of what kind of time period they were in. So I had to do some investigative research myself. Um, and again, they're kind of in the Texas desert because the house it hasn't moved. Um, so we've got four friends going on vacation. They end up lost, just like Margaret, Mike, and Debbie. Um, and they find themselves at the cult house again. They are confronted by the souls um, left at Mono's cult. So like the wives... You know, you see um, Michael in it again. You see a bunch of it. Um, and then one, and then it, it's essentially just some weird activities. Like you see hair brushing, you know, lots of jokes. It looks like Debbie and Margaret are almost the same person, like inhabiting the same body is kind of what they're getting at. And um, it's a very, very confusing to track. This one much more than the last one. Really, again, just kind of aimlessly wandering through different ideas of a scene and then just smushing them all together. Um, so it looks like they're trying to perform another sacrifice. You know, that's just how this show or how this movie goes. Is there's a sacrifice, and then there's another struggle, and then some of the friends get left behind. However, and and, and again, they don't really go over the names of the friends, so I just I'm just gonna refer to them as the friends. Um, one escapes um, because Margaret slash Debbie tells her she's gotta go, like save her, and that Torgos has no real connection to the house, um, and she goes, but. Right at the end of the movie, she gets picked up from, like, the field area by some officers. And then the officers, this is just a comment I thought was weird, and I don't know if they're trying to make, like, uh, kind of a reference to um, just that Monos is still there. or Whatever they say, praise Monos that you're here. Um, praise Monos, pray be Praybees to Monos. At the same time, like, kind of like a very trying to be spooky. But at this point, it's the end of the movie. It's really, really bad, and you're like, you guys really, they're really trying to throw everything they can to make this at least a decent watch. Um, the camera work is just truly awful as well. Lots of different, like, it almost looks like it was filmed from, like, a high schooler's phone when you think of, like, making a presentation for a class. 
doesn't look great at all. Well, again, at that point here, this is when, like, you know, those first-person found footage <coughs> camera things were going on, like, you know, the Blood Witch Project and whatnot. So yeah. they probably were like, hey, let's try to do that, but kind of make it funny, but yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. Sounds <laughs> good. Uh, but. Wow. Okay, so going back to that movie, because, <clears throat> you know, it was, like, 52 years after the fact. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be like a return now the one the crazy thing is the man that played the master right actually returned to reprise his role after he said he would never do anything with that role yeah and he's very prominent in the second movie you see him a lot which makes me wonder how much money did they have to pay him well the budget for this movie again we're sitting here in 2018 was only nineteen thousand dollars so I, I cannot imagine how much of that he even got. Well, the Mouse Return, according to some information here, uh, apparently they did a Kickstarter to get this Yes, made. and I did yeah. read that as and well. It was, and they, they had a goal of 24000 and they did hit that goal. As a side note, Debbie did, the character that played Debbie, the actress, did reprise her role also as uh, yes. Debbie in that movie. Which, strangely enough, she is the daughter of the guy who was playing the Master. Which is, which is, you know, it's cool. It's almost a family thing for this, but I would never, you know, I almost want to go online and see if like the ghoul or son of ghoul or Sven Gulli, like some of those old school, like horror movie shock jocks from back in the day that are still operating in like Chicago and everything. If they even reviewed these two movies. No, because they're not. Well, they're they're horrible movies, not horror movies. It's totally different. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Now, as another side note, though, that Manos Returns was the third attempt to make a sequel or prequel. Yes, and I had seen some writing about that, um, but they were named a whole bunch of different weird things. Well, there was the uh, back in two thousand ten, they attempted to make the the Search for Valley Lounge, which also did have. Um, the master and Debbie, and even Margaret at the time, mm-hmm. uh, reprising their roles. But then after conflict with the act, with the with the studio and the director, they they scrapped. Mm-hmm. Then in 2013, they tried again, but this time with a prequel, which was the Rise of Torgo, and that apparently did get released on yes. Amazon Prime. So that is on there. So. Maybe that should be the next movie oh, challenge. please, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to be nice to you this time around, but we'll explain your next movie challenge before the end of the episode. Right. And so, um, kind of just heading back to the movie, my favorite scene, and dis- my, what I disliked the most, so again, pretty much disliked all of it. The worst part being the opening scene. Um, so it's three girls and one, one man, um, like not girls, women, you know, they're four friends going on a trip and the man in the movie, his acting is just so, it's like cringy. It's like gross. Like I cannot imagine spending any time around that human being. It's just really, really, really bad throughout the entire film. Um, my favorite scene. And again, I had mentioned from, um, the first movie is that the mom sings row, row, row your boat. Really, really nice in the beginning. Very, um. Very, very uh, just whimsical almost of like what's to, about to come. And in some of the opening scenes of the second movie, it is um, Debbie, so like the actor who's like 
inhabited by Margaret as well. I'm not really sure on that aspect, but she's talking to herself like she is her mom. And um, she starts singing the same song. So I thought that was a really one of the cuter like um, references to the first movie, whereas everything else is a little bit more cringy. And then, um, again, like I was saying in the beginning, um, they meet Torgo almost instantly. You know, they get to the house just like the last movie. But the first scene of the movie is not actually the friends traveling. It's Torgos being beaten by his wives and, and to be to be presumed by myself deceased. So it's kind of just a strange how they put that in the beginning and then it almost has no correlation to anything else that happens in the movie. So, um, Well, I, I would say it has a couple <clears throat> possibilities on it. And this is, you know, right. this, you know, metaphorically speaking, one, it could be the movie's a flashback. Two, it could show that Torgo is technically immortal. Right. Or three, Torgo is kind of like a sense of being. So it's not the same quote unquote Torgo. It's right. a different Torgo. Yeah. So, like, that, that part was just a lot of confusing. Again, in this movie, they don't really have a rhyme or a reason for why they do certain things. It's just, like, a bunch of scenes put together, and they're calling it a movie. Um, this one ranked one and a half Mono's hands, so hand hands. So we've got five, a hand and three fingers, and a, or two fingers and a thumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> so it wasn't great. It was definitely worse <laughs> than the first one. Um and that one was definitely a lot harder to sit through. Um, it was hard to be like, yep, I paid 99 cents to watch this. Like, I am putting myself through this on purpose. I'm sorry. <laughs> you paid for that movie? Okay, yeah. Sorry. Well, it's the only way that you can actually watch Monos. Um, for a while, Monos Return on Amazon Prime was actually free whenever it first came out on there. But then it slowly... Slipped. Maybe the payment is just to be sure that they really want to put themselves through it. Or, or maybe yeah. it's a, hey, let's see how much these people are glutton for punishment. <laughs> right. How much will you pay to see this horrible piece? Yeah, you know what? Um, there's probably been some cringy movies out there that I can think of watching growing up on, like, USA Up All Night whenever they had it. Hey, that was great. Don't don't diss USA Up All Night. Now, depending on which At host. least they didn't throw, they didn't throw Mount Sands of Fate at us. No, they threw Satan's cheerleaders at us. Hey, that was wonderful. It was, it was, it was the tease of possible nudity, even though you knew there wasn't <laughs> going to be any. But it's like, yes, yes, no, yes, but it's no. not Mario. So okay, yeah, I guess it's, uh, so like so lose, lose, win, lose. Yeah, you know what? That's actually something we should do. We should actually do like a kickback. Like episode relating to some of the movies that they had on USA. Up I don't online. remember half of them. <laughs> they probably have the catalog online. Then again, I probably wasn't sober when those movies came out. So. <laughs> I don't think anyone was. Honestly, <laughs> well, I was sober, but you know, I was watching the movies with my grandmother because that was the ritual. You know, mm -hmm. Friday nights USA up all night, bed, then wake up in the morning, watch cartoons. Car yep, damn right. USA Cartoon Express, watch stuff on Fox, watch stuff on ABC, NBC, CBS, when they had good cartoons. <laughs> on Saturday morning. Yep. Now yep. they don't even have anything on Saturday morning. Which is... You turn it on, it's like, hey, news. I, I That's that's a crap cartoon. It's, it's depressing. And then... Especially if you don't have cable, you're really screwed. Then you're like... Oh, yeah. Then, of course, <laughs> after USA Cartoon Express, because that was the late, the late cartoons that they had... We cut into USA Kung Fu Theater. 
and that was always the best part of the day. Then we went to WGN Kung Fu Theater because they had stuff. But anyways, <laughs> sorry, I had to do that little trip down memory lane because... I went tripping down memory lane once. Then the guy told me to get off my lawn. I was like, damn it. Yeah, that wasn't a trip on memory lane. Well, it was memory lane was named the road. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, I gotcha. <laughs> so, well, you can't keep up with it. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, so, Mrs. Pistachio, this is what I was telling you about in advance. Mm-hmm. This is the type of fun we have on Thursday nights. And that's why I enjoy doing stuff like this. So... I do have to ask, because, you know what, we can actually review this right now slightly Uh as part of an episode. Because here in March... Don't lie. Now, in March, it is International Women's Month. And we do have an episode coming up during that time, which is the top 10 female superheroes, which we got to do a little bit of research on. So... Are we going to do research as in saying top 10 of all... Everything or in top ten opinions. opinion. Yeah, because if we do opinions, <clears throat> all of us are going to come up ten different. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, like, top ten notable ones that are truly notable female superheroes, and out of them, how do they rank? So are we coming with our own list and kind of ranking it from there together, or what's the plan there? So what I'm thinking is because. It's one of those things that even if we came with our own list, there's going to be a lot of debate. Right. I'll debate you. <laughs> so what I'm what I'm thinking is with this, we actually do a top ten list, but it's set in threes. Oh, I like that. So top ten female DC comic book f- characters, top ten female Marvel book you know characters and then a top 10 independent female comic book characters because we can do this quite a bit and even within our own opinion we can say like all right we already know wonder woman's going to be on that list Mm -hmm. we already know storm is going to be on that list we know supergirl's going to be on that list (laughs) (laughs) so like for each individual list they're going to have some but like for the independent one there's so many I mean, look at Witchblade. Mm-hmm. Look at um, Gen 13 before they went into DC. You know, they're... Can you even name the Gen 13 girls? God, no. It's been <laughs> so long. Caitlin Fairchild, Rain, and... Come on. Shiny Girl. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so there's so many that we can actually throw in there. So I'm thinking that we do like for that one we take a little time we research you know top we you know top ten ones that we know that are going to be notable for DC Marvel and independent and then we discuss it yeah kind of like if we did it if we split it and it was ten and there's if, if I'm on the episode I don't know if, um, but um, if you had three people and then split it in three and then ultimately just kind of present those ideas and then bring yeah. it from there four they get Mr. Mr. Cashew, stachio. Oh, and he would love that. So, yeah, like, if we, yeah. like, if we had a chance to do, you know, have Mr. Cashew here, mm-hmm. we could do it. I mean, technically, if I was mm. able to get hold of Baby Alley and Spoinkle Bob on the phone, 
We'd have an eighteen-hour-long podcast at that point. Yeah, and Amazon and uh, sorry, not Amazon. Anchor only allows us to do like two hours and close to forty-five minutes for content, and we learned that the hard way. Oh, yeah, we we ended up with like a six-hour-long episode one time. Oh my! Gosh. We cut it down to like four hours. Then we cut it down again, and then we're like, okay. Um, that's still too long. So we, we, we kind of were chopping it up into pieces and uploading it. Like, yeah, it didn't so work That's out. about as much as we can get on there. Okay. Yeah, so it, it was bad. We had to go back and redo it. Oh, like three times. Yeah. It was... I'm surprised we didn't drink on that one either. <laughs> I think that would have made it longer. Yeah, probably. It's like, we're on hour 17 of this thing. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about again? <laughs> New Jack, yes. Yes, yes. He was just a crazy mother. His dad shot his mom in the back when they were trying to leave. Yeah, that would have been one hell of an... That would be... Even if I had, like, a Twitch deal, we wouldn't be able to do that one on Twitch because we'd get banned within the first 30 minutes. Actually, I'm going to say 15 minutes. I'm, I'm being see, nice. 15 minutes. You have no, no faith in this. I, I can keep quiet. I can keep good for... Seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, we're screwed. And then I'll just hide in the bathroom for the first seven before then and come back, come in and like, yo, what's going on, Sheldon? Yeah, see, uh, <laughs> really, again, anyway, this is why I'm not doing Twitch just yet, aside from not having good enough um, video, you know, cameras for all of it, because we'd have to have a camera for me, a camera for Monkey, and then one pointing towards the guest and figure out how to route all of that and everything. And, so Besides the fact we know no one really wants to see me, that's that's a horrid. That's, that's a very horrible experience. She laughs now, but she knows it's true. You know, like anyone wants to see me, as you so lovingly say it. I mean, this is your catchphrase. You say it. What? You have a voice for radio. Oh no, no, I, I have a face made for radio, and a face and a voice made for silent films. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> but yet, podcasting is okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, and don't so, forget my, my 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 best pickup line is, "Hey, you want to come over watch me sometime?" Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it did work one time. Once. <laughs> Maybe we should actually do an episode on that. Cheesy. I don't even remember how long that that was uh, a long time ago. Cheesy pickup lines will have to be an episode. I would be so good at that. <laughs> oh, oh, I. Oh, that's the one that we oh, invite Pokemat on. <laughs> you know he's just gonna run off quotes from from Adam Sandler, which is always gonna do. Yeah, you got me there. But honestly, you know what? I think that would actually be a good one to have him on because you know it's been a while since he's been on. Mm-hmm. So I think we should invite him back. And actually, he'll be like, "Hey, check out my Pokédex." <laughs> <laughs> and he'll literally pull out his Pokédex and show it, like, "See." You want to know what my favorite Pokemon is, girl? Oh, Jesus. It's Lickitungue. <laughs> Here we go. Best cheesy Pokemon <laughs> pickup lines. So, uh, you're right on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you do that episode, I'm never going to be able to look at him ever again. <laughs> hey, baby. Uh, how about you come here and let me get a Pikachu? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we can keep this going for another hour, honestly. I can be your Nido King if you want to be my Nido Queen. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. One more. One more. One more. One more. One more. 
Hey, baby, you're looking so beautiful. It's almost like you want to tackle into my heart. Tackle. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I just need an she excuse to use that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just need an excuse to just to use that button just once. Oh, just once. So, uh, what do you think about my... Wabba Fett! Oh, jeez. You know what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, come on. That was gold. Oh. Like Pokemon gold. <laughs> Not silver. Gold. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it okay. could have been worse. It could have been way worse. <laughs> all right. Now now that we got that all of our systems. For now. <laughs> For now. We, and now I got to look at more stuff. <laughs> yep, so how more. many Pokemon are now? Like 2 billion? Or you see like only 151? <laughs> what the hell? Well, if we count... Um, Pokemon Legend of Arceus and we count um, well because they did the remake of Diamond and Pearl which that's just reintroducing the Unova ones right so we'd have to take a look at the variations that they have from Legend of Arceus and I know Pokemon wants to hop in and talk about that and I know we're going to have to do that episode eventually Mm-hmm. Here pretty soon because Legend of Arceus came out what January February? Yeah, actually I think it came out earlier this month. I'm gonna have to yeah, check beginning of the month I think or the end of January one of those two. Right. So we are gonna have to have him come on for a review. You mean he's gonna be able to pull himself away from it for that long? Maybe. Kind of. Hopefully. Miss Sash is giving me a head shake. No, probably not. <laughs> so. We'll have to discuss that because we may be able to move some stuff around in March. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be easy. Um, let me see. So, uh, you want to get be doofed? Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Ow. This is worse than going through Manos' movies. <laughs> oh, no. I know. No. This is way better. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is way better. kind Come of entertaining, on. at least. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we could always have the whole, like, you know, cat fight, fight style they had from Monos. Oh, they really, no. really want to. No, oh, it's Jesus good. Christ, it's no. Ah, pull her hair. No, that's I'm not sorry. how you pull her Roll. Like, honestly, that was mud wrestling without the mud. Right. And it could have been so much better if there was actual mud. Or rain. Right. Or jello. Jello. <laughs> everything's better with jello. Oh, There's always goodness. room for J E L L O. Why don't you? Never mind. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. No no, 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 no. Free pass. Free pass. No, no, free pass. No, 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 no. Free pass. Even though we haven't used the, the um, like the, like the Ali Simple and I, I Sammy Sunshine. I was going to say, I was just. God damn it. Throwing something in there. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. Because you can't jello. You can only jab. Never mind. Wow. I see where you're going with that, good sir. Thank you. My hat is off to you if I was wearing a hat. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, because we can all agree that, you know, Monos is definitely one of the worst of the worst. Agreed. Yes. Now, there are some out there that are bad. Now, for the, we're not still going to give you the movie challenge one until we end the episode. Mm-hmm. But name three movies Three geek-related movies that you would never watch again. Um, I know we talked about it last time. Teeth. That was <laughs> that one will put you through it. They're um, 
There's one I just watched. I can't think of the title, but essentially, like, the TV becomes some kind of alien, and they're, like, it's it's a UK-based film, um, and they have to, like, quarantine. I'll, I'll see if I can find it here in a little bit, but, um, and another one, oh, and Mr. Cashew would know a lot more about what ones we watch, because he keeps track of titles. I just kind of throw them on the TV, but this next one, um, they make, like, a child, and it, it turns into this monster who eats the husband and, like, violates the wife. It's a whole thing. Really bad movie as well. Jeebus. Yeah. We may need to look, we may need to look that one up. I'll, I can, I'll text Mr. Cashew right now, and he'll tell me in, like, five seconds. That, that, may be, that may have to be a movie challenge one for the OG episode if we ever actually get to do it. We have to try that one. Sounds almost kind of roughly like, well, going by older standards, it's almost like Species, but not. It sounds like. But. Species was a good movie, though. That's yeah, the thing. That's what I said. <clears throat> the sequel was meh, but the first one was definitely on point. All right, Monkey. Three movies, three geek-related movies you would never want to watch again. Aside from Monos, because we already know. Oh, I found the title of that TV movie. Await further instructions. It was also put out in 2018. Uh, it almost sounds like um, Videodrome. Almost. Kind of. Yeah. But three movies, Monkey. Ooh, three movies. I would never watch. Again. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I would have to say... Just because of how horrible it was. Uh, the Blood Rain live action movie. You know, honestly, I do actually have that in my collection. Yeah, I, I don't have the second and third one. Um, let's see. Does it just have to say any Yule Bowl movie? Yeah, we'll put that as that and, and most trauma movies. Because I mean, a lot of them don't really have rewatchability. It's like you watch it one time, like yeah, okay, I seen it. That's that's all I need to see. Oh no, I saw Toxic Avenger three like five times because that one was actually pretty good. Toxic Avenger four sucked. It made no goddamn sense whatsoever. And I guess honorable mention would be uh, you know Halloween's three. Remember that one doesn't exist. It doesn't because no. it just went from Halloween one to Halloween two to Halloween Water. Yep. Anything after Halloween 2, with the exception of the newest ones. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what you got? Okay, so in total, so we've got um, Teeth, Await Further Instructions, and Splice. Is Splice. What, Splice. That's the one. I've, I've heard of that one. I think I've That's kind of the seen one it where, like, the monster and everything violates the wife. It's a whole thing. Truly terrible. Don't like it at all. Wow. Wow. It's because it looked good on paper that you watched it, and then you watched it, and you're like, what the hell? Unfortunately, Mr. Cashew thinks it's hilarious to rewatch it, like, every, like, three months. So I'll come home, and it's on the TV, and I'm like, you truly are terrifying to are, me sometimes. Are we sure he's not an Alzheimer's patient, and he just forgot he's seen it before, and <laughs> Honestly, just watched it again? with no, how dementia. much he forgets everything that I tell him, I would not put it past him. I mean, it's it's like that place in the in I think it's in Dallas, Texas, where there's like a Starbucks and right across the street from it, it's another Starbucks. Yeah, oh, it's like geez. someone that did this, me out. and then like you know, it's like people come out of one Starbucks and they're like all oh, science patients, like, you know what? I can really go for a cup of Joe right now. 
and oh they go for and it. They go over yeah. straight over to there. <laughs> I would willingly go back and forth though. And I still have <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> I would. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> the three that I have to mention here. Mm-hmm. So can't believe I'm about to mention these movies. I tried forgetting them. No, you did. You 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 remember them with fond fond memories. Oh God, they're not fond Before memories you whatsoever. Were, you were know. crushed by. Okay. So a while back, as a spoof to Friday the Thirteenth, a movie studio created Saturday the Fourteenth, which was about a kid who found out that he was actually destined to be like a demon king, like this hokey, you know. 80s suburbia teenager rock and roller you know like Corey Haim type individual mm-hmm. who finds out that he's secretly the prince of darkness Corey Haim or Corey Feldman technically uh, Cor- Feldman is the one that actually is still alive and he's the one that no did. this was this kid almost looked like Corey Haim okay so I make sure because you know the two Corys are yeah they're inseparable so and well yeah were were <clears throat> So they made that one and they made a sequel to it, which both of them were horrible as hell. Both of them was horrible. Then I have to go with one specific trauma movie. Hmm. And that is Trauma High, the subspecies. That one was a bad, no, a subhumanoid meltdown. That's what it was called. Then the final one, and I can't believe this one. So a while back, they created a movie called, um, trying to remember it now. Can't remember it for the life of me. Oh, that's right. Garbage Pail Kids. I actually want to forget that one. (laughs) Sorry. It doesn't exist. It doesn't. No, no. But for those who know what Garbage Pail Kids are, you understand my plight. For those who do not know, take good old wholesome Cabbage Patch dolls and warp them in different ways. Different gross and idiotic ways. And you have the Garbage Pail Kids. Well, they decided to make a live action Garbage Pail Kids movie where the Garbage Pail Kids leave from their dimension into the real world and it's just them trying to get back home and a whole bunch of insanity ensues. Oh, actually, that may be the movie challenge. For me. For me. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I'm going to save that one. Save it. Yeah, I'm going to save that one. because Save I'm, it till you forget it and it <laughs> and won't then, happen. <laughs> oh, man. But, <laughs> all right, so I think it is time that we do discuss your next movie challenge. Dun, dun, dun. I'm terrified. <laughs> Should be. So, during season three, before everything pretty much went downhill, people had to go back to work, scheduling wasn't good, myself and Monkey gave Pokemat, Baby Alley, and Spoinkle Bob a movie challenge and we never got the chance to actually do it your movie challenge actually monkey look up the year that it was made i gotta do this secretly yep yep <laughs> yep secretly so as you know not only are we big into comic books 
we're big into anime. We're big into manga. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the biggest shonen manga slash anime out there, series-wide, has to be Dragon Ball. Of course, yeah. So Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. We're not mentioning GT for any damn thing because it doesn't exist. (laughs) Dragon Ball Heroes, which is actually pretty damn cool. Well, there's been different Dragon Ball-related movies that have came out that weren't animated. So the Dragon Ball movie, the Dragon Ball Z movies that were animated, so like the ones that are non-canon, even the Dragon Ball Super movies, which are now canon, and Dragon Ball Super Broly is fucking awesome. (laughs) So we could easily give you the movie challenge of Dragon Ball Evolution. Doesn't exist. Just saying. That movie was horrible. For live action anime adaptations, that one, it made me want to just throw a puppy. (laughs) Now, mind you, I'd never throw a puppy. I love puppies. But whenever you watch a movie that makes you want to have that feeling, you know it's a bad movie. (laughs) All right, Monkey, you ready to give her the information? Yes. So this gem of a movie... Actually came out in 1991. Oh, newer than Manos. Oh, yes. Just wait, just wait, just wait. So, let me see here if I can get a little bit of information here. So, this movie, um, I believe, was made in Taiwan, maybe? Or was it Thailand? I can't remember. Thailand. Okay. Well, either way. Um, The movie is Dragon Ball The Magic Begins. Go ahead, look it up. Yep. I believe it is on YouTube, and it is in, it's dubbed in English, so. Wow. The <laughs> poster for it is very concerning. The, there, there's multiple different posters that, that's out there that I've seen, and one of them basically looks like kind of like just a dragon. One of them actually has, like, one of the enemy characters in there. Now, you got to remember, this is kind of roughly based off of the original Dragon Ball story. Right. Not, not Dragon Ball Z stuff, so it's basically Goku's a, a little kid, or kind of a kid. And I did find the movie online. Yes, I believe it's so, actually even on, on YouTube, actually, even, too. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> your movie challenge is Dragon Ball, The Magic Begins. Do you accept this challenge, not only on your behalf, but the behalf of... Mr. Cashew. I just know that he knows the series very well, so he's going to love it. So, yes, I accept it. I'm sure he's going to Actually, it is Taiwan. Country of origin is Taiwan. So, Taiwan? Yes. Uh, I don't know if he's going to love it or not. <laughs> like he doesn't fall asleep. He's always fallen asleep. Like, we enjoyed the movie because, one, is for us, it made us feel a certain way. But for two, I don't know. I don't know if Mr. Cashew is going to be able to handle this one. He might. He really likes like quirky, awful movies, so this is kind of up his alley. So, so the, the biggest thing you got to keep in mind of this movie is because, one, it was made in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So technically, they probably didn't have the rights to make a movie based off right. the actual <laughs> stuff. So there are a lot of name changes, but you'll probably be able to link the characters to who they're supposed to be. Yeah. If if you're, you're, you've read, watched or read the original Dragon Ball stuff. So. All right. Actually, here. I got one better. Oh, God, don't do it. We're going to make this a double feature. Oh, God. Oh, no. 
Not only do you have to complete Dragon Ball The Magic Begins, but I will put you through Dragon Ball Evolution as well. Okay. You already guys are on that one. Even I won't touch that. That one's 2009, so. Trust me. Oh, it looks super cringy. It looks really cringy. Well, if, if you watch the live-action Netflix version of Death Note, you, you'll realize it. I did. I did. I really liked Death Note, and I didn't think the movie was all that bad. It was bad. It could have been worse, though, I'm No, saying. we need to show you actual good live-action. Uh, I'm talking about the Netflix version one. Now, there was a Japanese live-action one of Death Note, which was really awesome. I watched the Netflix one. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so you don't know. You don't know the quality. If, if you, I thought it was okay. When, when they have the guy who looks essentially like L playing L <laughs> in this movie, and if you know some of these, who some of these actors are in the, the Japanese live-action version one, like uh, the guy who plays Inspector Yagami mm-hmm. is actually the guy from the original Japanese Iron Chef, which oh. is Chairman Kaga. So it's really cool to see him, and then the guy playing um, uh, Light is actually the guy from the Battle Royal movies. Yes. Yeah, in the Netflix version, they definitely, I don't know if this is the right term, but Americanized it. Like, yeah. it lost mm-hmm. all of, like, the originality of where it came from. So yeah, that, that was disappointing. So, see, that's the big issue with American adaptations of Japanese property. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're trying to keep it to the source material, quote-unquote. American producers will take so many liberties with it to try to make it more understandable for American audience who don't know the source material. Right. So then in turn loses the people who actually do know the source material. So they're like, the hell. But then then again, Netflix overall with certain adaptations, let's go with like the Bleach adaptation. That was meh. Now, again, some of the Netflix quote-unquote adaptions are actually just the actual original adaptions that they had in Japan, and then they just paid for the streaming rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although the Full Metal Alchemist one was pretty decent. Yeah. That one was pretty decent. But the Bleach one was eh. I still haven't seen the ada- the adaption of um, Attack on Titan yet. No. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. Because yeah, I know that... I'm not curious about. Hmm. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> no one piece no no not cowboy bebop nope yeah definitely uh cowboy bebop doesn't exist it doesn't and neither does the what the, the one piece one it doesn't exist that one hasn't came even out yet, has Oda, it? even though it is involved in it, i'm sorry it it doesn't exist you know i'm willing to give it a shot if oda is involved because i want to see what they do I, I i'm just slightly curious on that one and then also avatar last airbender which does not exist. We do not talk about it. That's wiped away no, from all No, I'm not talking the- about the M. Night movie. I'm talking about the Netflix series that they're making. Yeah, the but, live action series. But even the creators of Avatar, The Last Airbender, dropped out of it. So that one, to me, doesn't exist <laughs> if the creators are not part of it. Fair enough. There's no bloody way. Yeah, that but- was you just basically puking your mouth thinking about it. I know. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much it was. <laughs> I, I will say this much though about the Death Note Netflix adaptation. The only thing that made it even kind of salvageable for me to even halfway be interested in watching it is William Dafoe playing in Ryuk. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, William uh, Dafoe is the only thing that makes it even worth watching. And then yeah. even at that point, it's just going to be like fast forward, <laughs> William Dafoe, right? Fast forward, William Dafoe, fast forward. Exactly. Great movie. It was ten minutes long, but it was great. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So. <laughs> 
All right. So do you accept your movie challenges? Yes, I've got them ready to go. All right. So next month, you will give your review of Dragon Ball The Magic Begins and Dragon Ball Evolution. Perfect. You know, sad. I think you actually might enjoy Dragon Ball The Magic Begins more than I just think if I gave the Monos movies, you know, like one and a half to two and a half, I honestly think there's no way to go but up from there. Because the second one was just so bad. Wait until you air challenge for April. (sighs) Wait until that comes in. Don't do it. It's a trap. Oh, yes, it is a trap. But (laughs) you're I mean, full on trap. (laughs) Yeah. In in more ways than one. Yeah. Because I had to explain the movie to Monkey. He's never seen it. I saw that movie. I saw the cringe level. Uh, I just hate, like, anything cringy just... It just makes my body just tense up. I just don't like it. Oh, yeah. Get ready for that. I'm telling you. (laughs) I am pulling out all the stops for April's challenge. Because it's close to the time when you're leaving. Right. I want something that's going to make you cringe before you leave out of here. So. (laughs) And you know what she's going to say. She's going to be like, thank you. God, I'm gone. <laughs> right, no crap movies no more. <laughs> Thank the gods. What are you talking about? I have Skype on this computer. We can I easily know. get hold of them. <laughs> we can have them do an international so now movie we're challenge. Change your email. Okay. <laughs> Already done. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> See, monkey's trying to save you. I save nobody. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> oh man. All right, Shelton. Let's get on with this. God damn you, monkey. Yeah, you missed the wrestling episode, so that that's part of that running joke right there. But it's anyway. a running joke, so if people actually pay attention to this podcast, they'll, they'll love it. I mean, if that, not, they'll be like, again, again with the Shelton <laughs> thing. I mean, actually, let me review real quick. Uh, let's see, my Tuesday one got three plays so far, but the... No, no, here we go. Uh, the wrestling one got four plays so far. Woohoo! I mean, pretty normal. Yeah. You know, be, due to the fact of, you know, trying to put out the ads and everything on Facebook and word of mouth and trying to advertise, you know. And that's just on these, the thing. Yeah. The on Anchor. Anchor, so yeah. So that doesn't count everything else. Yeah, on Spotify, Spotify Breaker, Breaker, everything else. So. Mm-hmm. Which most of the listeners come from, like, a demographic of other. And there's so many other podcast services out there that we're linked to. Without even knowing that we're linked to them. because So we're breaking, like, a million views and we just don't know it. Exactly. <laughs> come on, Raid. Give us that, that sponsorship. Raid, Shadow Legends. Oh, Jesus Christ, no. Get it in your inbox within 30 days. Come no. on, you know you want it. No, 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 no. I'd rather have Manscaped sponsor us. Well, Manscaped (laughs) makes you just feel all clingy. What about Code Academy? Code Academy would be fun. We could could talk about talking in code, like snakes and Hithamal and Python, like Jim Cornette does. I don't know. Maybe ExpressVPN could sponsor us. Maybe. That'd be a good one. Um, speaking of which, anyone that is willing to sponsor us from Cheshire's Place, a looking glass and logical madness, feel free to email me at cheshirelookingglass at gmail.com because we need sponsors. <laughs> we'll take money, we'll take food, we'll take candy, we'll take bacon, lots of bacon. 
Tons of bacon. You can pay us in bacon. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, also, <clears throat> it's better than cryptocurrency at this point, so. Please, rocks and salt is better than cryptocurrency right now. Hey, I like rock salt. It's delicious. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? Anyways. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, I think it's time to... <laughs> Like I say, sometimes <clears throat> I say this guy is dumber than a box of rocks, but you know what? I don't want to insult the box of rocks, so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> let me come up. <laughs> this is what Thursdays are. <laughs> this is, is just full of the gigglies right now. <laughs> no kidding. Mind you, I'm completely sober. I'm always sober for... All the okay, there's maybe been like three episodes where I wasn't sober, and that was more of self help ones because I was slightly nervous about the topic. But everyone, every one of the um, geeking around the tables and Thursday night ones were sober. Well, at least you are. I'm sober ish. <laughs> well, that's because I, I think my bite produces some alcohol. Probably does. I, well, actually, I, I think I did one time when I had to. Well, uh, when I was in trouble with the law a few years back, I, I got I had to do what they call twenty four seven check ins, which is where I had to go down to the police station and do breathalyzer twice a day. Well, in this process of me doing this, um, it was very cold out, and my heater on my vehicle had went out. So I'm bundling myself up to try to stay warm, and go in to do my check in, and literally it's right after I got off work, I go in, and in in the frozen tundra of North Dakota. Uh, I go in to do this, my breathalyzer, and I somehow register as having alcohol in my system. And That's they're like, D- have you been drinking? Like, no, I just got off work. I haven't had time to go over and get a drink, you know? Right. And plus, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to do that because that'll get me arrested on the spot. Well, they they get, they get wait. They say, okay, we'll wait a couple minutes, and then we'll have to do one again. Maybe it'll clear out, you know? And sure enough, a couple minutes later, I do a breathalyzer again. It's clear. So I've established my body was producing a solid alcohol, which is, you know, kind of similar to the process of where your body sweats to cool yourself down. I think my body was producing a solid alcohol to keep me warm. You know, that is actually a possibility. I mean, the only other thing I had <coughs> in my system at that point was me smoking some cigarettes when I was waiting. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So. I mean, it could actually be highly possible. I mean, there are some people who whose body does produce alcohol Auto-brewery through syndrome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where they mm-hmm. with the yeast and stuff from eating carbs. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I couldn't remember what it was called, but thank you. Yeah. Right. So I, I may have played a doctor on TV once, but I'm not a real doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and by on TV, it's more like a director video release. But uh, and we will not discuss that type of director video release. But Axel Braun was so nice to me. Uh, sorry, which right, also reminds me at this point in time, we do have to give. Homage and thanks to our geeky lord and savior, Axel Braun. Yes. For, if it wasn't for him, we would not have such wonderful quips and content whenever we have to discuss certain video releases yes. within the lines of geekdom. So, on behalf of Internet Wonderland, as always, thank you, Axel Braun. Thank you, Axel Braun. <laughs> Go ahead, say it. Thank you, Axel Braun. <laughs> Do you like know who Axel Braun is? <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> we will like tell you. Get into a cult. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll tell you who Axel Braun is after the episode. Yeah, because we can't really talk about it. We're trying to stay on the, the nice, nice level. Yeah. The nice. <laughs> PG. We're keeping yeah. the show PG. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Well, we, we're getting right here. You can probably even just look him up, and you, you'll find out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't say anything. Just I don't. Won't. I'll try not to. It might be. If you hear an audible gasp, that, that'd be her. Yeah. Now, granted, season two, season three, we did let certain things just fly off the handle. Yeah. But we're trying to keep that more controlled. Yes. So Controlled. Yeah. As, as much chaos. as possible. <gasps> there it is. <laughs> there it is. Well. <laughs> High five, monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like looking, and it was like Captain Marvel. I was like, "What? Why did I know?" And I was like, "Not, not what I was thinking. <laughs> Completely different." So, Captain Marvel, like we said, uh, Axel Braun makes the best live Dang. action remakes. Well, yeah, I can understand why you would think that. <laughs> so here's the thing about Axel Braun. They and his, really did everything. Yeah. Not only that, but everything. One, oh, he has a Twitter. <clears throat> I gotta stalk him on Twitter now. Now the thing is relating to Axel Braun. You know what? Let's just go ahead because. Why not? He, he's a director of adult films. Based on And like, I don't mean adult as in like, hey, this is for, you know, people above the age of 16. No, I mean adult. Yeah. Yeah. He has a lot of adult video awards out there. And then you also have to realize the reason why we always say thank you, Axel Braun, is because he is also a geek. He is a big fan of comics and video games and old school things like that. This is why, if you take a look at an Axel Braun catalog, you'll see Batman Triple X, Hulk Triple X. I mean, there's just tons. There's we've got Captain Marvel Triple X, Wicked, Justice League. I mean, Avengers, Peter Pan, Cinderella, X Men, Spider Man. I mean, and then if you go on to his Twitter, we have Elvis. So you know, like. So he's well, actually doing all this coming out too. Yeah, that yeah, is true. So of course he's going to have to parody that. And then there's um, Spider Spidey Pool, which is a parody of Spider Gwen, I guess. Um, hmm. Gwen Pool, Spider Gwen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <coughs> one, I gotta look just, at that one. Yeah. There's a ton for research. Oh, yeah, research yeah, purposes. Of course. Research only. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very researchy, very purposey. Oh goodness, Black Widow. I mean, yeah. Just like how people watch volleyball just for the sports. Yeah. I mean, yeah you got to keep track of that, just like tennis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you, you can see a lot of three-point hits and touchdowns in that game, damn it. Exactly. Oh a lot of home runs. Yeah. <laughs> Make you go, goal! You two are ridiculous. <laughs> but we're lovable. Yes. That's the thing. But the I was th- loved once. once. <laughs> and then I went to jail. <clears throat> Anyways, so Axel Braun is a huge comic book geek, and with all his parodies and everything, like he holds no stops. Obviously, and he goes <laughs> actually very, very um, true to the actual characters. Yeah, like in the Avengers Triple X movie, even Hawkeye had the classic Hawkeye suit, not the one they used in the Avengers movie, oh. but the classic Hawkeye suit with the purple wings and mm-hmm. H the on the cow, head. Yeah. So, we can we mainly like Axel Braun due to the fact that he's a geek. Yeah, that's that's why we like him. Well, yeah, other things mm-hmm. too, but but yeah, he's a true geek. Like even for the one that he did for Batman Triple X, he managed to get the Batmobile from the nineteen sixty six Batman TV series. Oh, he is committed, and he yeah. actually got the original uh, seamstress people from it. To oh, make wow. the costumes for, for the yeah. movie. And for Iron Man Triple X and Avengers Triple X, the actor that played Iron Man, mm-hmm. like, he looks and sounds like Robert Downey Jr. He has the same mannerisms 
as Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark. If they wanted to do like, if they wanted to bring back Iron Man, they can bring this guy in as opposed to Robert Downey Jr. He does look very similar. See? See? Hmm. That almost as crazy as, you know, the, the uh, parody music videos I used to watch and they got the guy that looked like a, uh, oh God, what the hell? Look like a Christian Bale in the Batman movies. The, yeah. The, the Batman maybe. That's the song you should check out. Matter of fact, <laughs> did y'all hear about Daniel Radcliffe doing the yes, Weird Al Yankovic yep. in the first view that the first like picture of him? He looks like Weird Al. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, the information came out a couple of days ago relating to that. Like, and then he should run to. Uh, they should have Elijah Wood in the movie and be like, like, and this is where. Where Weird Al meets Harry Potter. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I would watch that. I'm still going to watch that movie regardless whenever yeah. it comes out. Right. But anywho, Miss Pistachio, thank you for joining us for this wonderful return of Geeking Around the Table. It has been an honor. It has been a pleasure. We Once again, we apologize for putting you through Manos and Manos Returns, but we're not apologizing for putting you through Dragon Ball The Magic Begins or Dragon Ball Evolution. Well, I, I apologize for Evolution because I never watched it. I, I know it's horrible looking already, so I, I wouldn't even watch that, so I apologize for that. Hey, if I'm willing to watch it, I'm willing to make people suffer just as I did. You know you love the movie. I so hated much. that bloody movie. You love it so much. I just spoke. Like, yay, Chi-Chi. <laughs> no, God. You're 12, but yay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which is even funny because I believe, if I remember correctly, the guy playing Goku and the guy, pl- the girl playing Chi-Chi are the same actors from the Shameless series, and they are playing they play brother and sister in that series. Yep. If I remember correctly. Yep. It's uh, Fiona and Lip. No way. I think so. Yes, I remember way. correctly. Wait, which evolution? Yeah. Oh, I love Shameless. I just finished rewatching it like two weeks ago. Well, you're about to hate this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna telling see, you You're going to be like, oh, God, no. 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 What? <laughs> no. You're going to cry and break down. Actually, oh, I think it's the girl playing Bulma. It doesn't take Bulma. much. <laughs> yeah. The girl that's playing Bulma. Bulma is, is the girl that plays Fiona, I think. And, yeah. And the guy playing Lip plays Goku or whatever the hell they call him in this movie. Right. Yep. You're going to hate it. Just, okay. just saying. I'm not apologizing for it. I'm unapologetic, <laughs> just like how the April challenge. Mm. I'm not going to apologize for anything on that one. So anyways, also a thank you to my co-host, my best friend, my hetero life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey, for traversing the digital airwaves with me again on this wonderful, frigid, cold as hell Thursday night. <laughs> well, it's, it's either this or I just sit at home and sit at home. Look, I really can't go anywhere right now. Look up Axel Bar movies. <laughs> I don't know what you're no. talking about. <laughs> research, 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 research. Yep. So this has so, been. Side note, Axel Braun, if you want to send us a copy of your uh, new movies for research purposes, we will be happy to take that. All you have to do is just email me at cheshirelookingglass at gmail.com. We'll be more than happy to provide an address. Make sure it's two copies per movie. That way we can actually review these for research. Mm-hmm. And we'll copy be- might get sticky. Compared to yours? Hey, I, I take precautions, damn it. I'm, Gloves. Never mind, carry on. <laughs> oh my Socks. No, I mean, no. I mean, no, no. No, no never, no. never, no, no. We are moral standing citizens. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
in certain countries, maybe. Certain. Maybe. I, I possibly. Hey, look at that butterfly. Exactly. <coughs> so this has been another episode of Cheshire's Place, a looking glass in a logical madness. I have been your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. And just as my namesake, the Cheshire Cat. I am everywhere, yet nowhere. Stay tuned for next week's episode on Tuesday. Have a wonderful night. Oh, sorry. Wrong music. Mm-hmm.